Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry I'm running a little bit late. Um, Paul's been working at home and he had to go run and drop up his dry cleaning and the dogs are like, we want to go out. And I was like, I should wait until Paul settles down. <laughs> just go barking like bonkers afterwards. So. How's the book coming? It's coming. I have uh, I've gone about halfway through what I originally wrote and I went, oh, cool. This is crap. And I have rewritten it all, and now it's twice the length, still at the halfway, or it's the same length as the original manuscript at the halfway point. So I think it'll actually be book length when it's done. So I'm excited. Nice. How long had it been since you uh, did this? Like like 10 years or something? I've been writing it for 12. Uh, I haven't yeah. touched it in five. So, so nice. <laughs> like, right. wrote it and stuck it in a drawer and just walked away. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're pulling for you. Can't can yeah. wait to help promote it. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Uh, if you decide to self-publish, I 100% recommend Lulu. We did it. We. Oh yeah. We did a little book on Steve's grandma, and it came out beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure which way I'm going yet. I think I may be trying to do for a professional uh, publisher, but we'll see. I don't. I don't know. It needs to be done and out. So whatever way, <laughs> it's going out. <laughs> if nice. someone wants to pay me to write it perfect if they don't i will find a way to publish it because it's blocking me like i've been working on this book for 12 years and i need to get it done because i've got at least 10 other books sitting in my head but my brain will not let me get to any of them until this one is gone excellent yes yeah if you decide to do self-printing yeah lulu is 100 percent in my opinion the way to go you they we did hardcovers and Mm. they just came out absolutely beautiful if you and they also have the lulu store so like people can just buy it and they'll drop ship it Mm, um so that's really nice if you just want something you can upload you know again like if you if you happen to not find a publisher Mm -hmm. uh, if you just want something you can upload and not really worry about i know a couple of people who've published through amazon books they also Mm -hmm. drop ship and that's you can make it available on kindles and uh i know a lot of people have been very happy with that yeah yeah very uh unsure of what's going i joined a uh there's this lady who does a book it's or she does a group it's called get a book deal 101 and i took a like an hour you know webinar from her a year ago and then i saw she had something else coming up and i was like well let me just see what that's about and she does a group that's called pitch to publish so it teaches you not really how to be a better writer but how to actually pitch your book and find an agent and find a publisher so I'm hoping that with some of those connections, I might be able to find something because the publishing world is so daunting. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, it's like I think if I were writing like a romance or just a fiction of any kind, then self publishing would be a really great way to go. But since mine is a nonfiction memoir kind of thing, it Mm -hmm. almost feels like it needs to go out that way just to find a platform for it. (laughs) So, so the pitching part, it's like, it's like Congo, but also eat, pray, love. That's that's called a sticky mashup, actually. I'm safe. There we go. It's like a romantic comedy if no one told the participants that they were supposed to have a happily ever after. So. Uh, see, I'd be like, no matter what it is, it's like it's like Harry Potter meets Jurassic Park. We don't talk about Harry Potter these days. Well, you know, without the uh, anti transgender, anti Semitic, <laughs> I'm just going to assume anti everything. I, I I don't follow her Twitter. <laughs> It's like Harry Potter meets Mein Kampf. Wait, hold on. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a good pitch. Right, <laughs> that is not the audience we're looking for. Hey, everybody. Just real quick before the show started. Uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know 
For all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one-last plot holes and gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. something wrong. She's a thief. She was in the mafia. She smelled like soup. With every girl he dates. But when Charlie meets Harriet. Hi. Hi. What do you look for in a woman you date? But I'd really have to go with breast size. <laughs> he knows she's the one. You have the face of a wee angel. <laughs> I give! I give! I'm Charlie's father! Except for one thing. She might be a serial killer. She murders her husbands on their honeymoons, then changes her identity and marries again. I'm afraid that you're gonna leave me. I'm gonna cleave you? So I married an axe murderer. I like this one, Charlie. Why don't you go and put your trousers on? The cult comedy classic is now available in an all-new special edition on DVD and Blu-ray high def. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are continuing Patreon November. Yeah! With 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. Ah! Uh, but luckily we're not alone for this one. <gasps> Should I put on a bra? Nah, no need for that. Okay. Uh, because we have our beloved patron Liz from the Nerdy Bitches Podcast. Welcome, Liz! Yeah, don't worry about the bra. I don't have one on either. It's fine. Hey, yes. three for three, baby. Bra free podcast. Bra free podcast. I don't know what I'm saying. Words. They fail me. It's a good thing this is only an audio podcast. That's right. Free, right. The, twi- free the twins. Woo! What did you say the other, the other day? Free the Eden Peaks? Eden Peaks. <laughs> Second pandemic. Woo! <laughs> Excellent. Well, Liz... Thank you so much for uh, being our Patreon and, of course, selecting this movie. Uh, any particular reason you uh, you picked So I Married an Axe Murderer? I'm 100% forgetting why I picked it, other than it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's awesome, because I remember when I when you asked me what I wanted to do, I was like, oh, I want to I want to do this one. And you're like, but we only do shitty movies. I was like, <laughs> true, true. However, this one is so good, and it's got all the quotables in it. And it's also of kind of terrible, which is fun as well. So, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You, you were, I was like, uh, how can we spin this? Like, and, and I looked it up, and technically it's rotten, so spoiler alert for later. Yeah. So when Steve brought this up, I was like, this is actually a perfect candidate for our podcast. This is sort of the kind of movie our podcast is based on. Because like, if you just went out to the general public and said, so I married an axe murder, good movie or bad movie? People are like, oh, it's a bad movie. Like, I like it, but it's a bad movie. And it's like, no, it's genuinely a very good movie. But because of its genre, like it's kind of a horror comedy, it's considered a bad movie automatically. Well, I think it's also, also kind of got that SNL oh. movie feel where you've got, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got Mike Myers in there. And so, you know, thinking Wayne's world and whatever else. And you're like, 
mm, is it? But then you're watching and you're like, ugh, I have quoted this movie like every day of my life since it came out in 1983. <laughs> And also, we're kind of experts on San Francisco, where the movie is set. So, right? You know. So get prepared for that! <laughs> My uh, husband went to we grad school off, in, San, in San Francisco. So, Oh, yeah. where'd he go? He went to the San Francisco Music Conservatory. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. fancy pants. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get too deep in this movie, uh, I'm a little thirsty. Uh, Liz, are you drinking a beverage on your end? I am. Y'all will not be interested in it, though. <laughs> Does it I, rhyme not... with water? <laughs> it actually is water, but it is a wild cherry water uh, brewed oh. from the delightful people at Clear American, which is, I'm pretty sure, just a Walmart brand. But uh, weirdly enough, throughout the pandemic, we've been trying to find like really good flavored waters, and this is one of them. It doesn't. It tastes like an actual wild cherry drink as opposed to a tonic water that has been farted over by a fruit of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out, LaCroix? No, I don't know. Uh, uh, I've not <laughs> tried them, but I will say no. that Waterloo and Bubbly and Perrier, all y'all can suck it. You don't know how to make yeah. a, a flavored water. So. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, this episode is brought to you by Perrier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh from a glacier in the Swiss Alps. Uh, Actually, this one uh, looks like we have from Bohemian Brewery in Midvale, Utah. We have their Oktoberfest lager. Yeah, Meritsense, bitches. That's right. (laughs) And, uh, ooh, 5% alcohol by volume. So uh, allow me while I pop my top. Oh, my top. Nice. (laughs) And the poor. Ah. This is a beautiful, crystal clear, like reddish brown beer. Yeah. Very malty aroma. Almost Ooh. no hot profile on the aroma there. It's got an off-white foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles. Yeah, so Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, wow. Um, it's definitely a little more hop um, what on the actual taste rather than the aroma. but mm-hmm. Not yeah. overly hopped in any way, no, shape, or form. No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely a lager. Um, says 30 IBUs on the side. That sounds about right. About 20 to 30. Just, uh, mm-hmm. it's like the noble hop characteristic, like just enough to get you salivating. Yeah. This is delightful beer. And this is one of my favorite styles of beer. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Breweries Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, so ladies, so I married an ax murderer. <laughs> uh, it has a very Oktoberfest kind of feel to it, even though there is no Oktoberfest whatsoever. But the whole it's meets a, of the world a, a thing really kind of brings that around, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, that, when that comes up, we were like, wait, is that a real place? No, no, no it can't be. <laughs> I feel It'd like we've awesome driven past it. it but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes from director Thomas Schlamm. Who's he, yeah. Steve? Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I think that's how you say his last name. It's like S-C-H-L-A-M-M-E. Maybe it's Schlammy. Schlamme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is it german or french uh, <laughs> but he uh, started off doing uh tv comedy specials for the likes of bet midler Whoopi goldberg gilbert godfrey john leguizamo rowan atkinson martin lawrence and uh, then he got on the gary shandling show on hbo then he directed this then he did 16 episodes of mad about you seven of tracy takes on uh, a lot of sports night boston public west wing and the americans uh, he's also the executive producer for Sports Night, West Wing, Jack and Bobby, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, Mr. Sunshine, Pan Am, Manhattan, and Snowfall. So, kind of a big wig. 
Yeah. Even though I was like, I've never heard that name before. I know. I I thought the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to look it up because I know Steve's going to bring him up. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. (laughs) Big in the comedy. Uh, (laughs) And the writer, Robbie Fox. Who's he, Steve? Well, this was, he basically did a few shorts, then wrote this. And then, okay, here we go. (laughs) In the Army Now. Yes, the Polly Shore classic. Uh, Playing for Keeps. And the latest one, Granddaddy Daycare. Anybody heard of this one? No. I I think it's like a straight-to-DVD-like sequel of the Daddy Daycare or whatever. But it Mm. stars Danny Trejo, Barry Bostwick, George Went, Clint Howard, Garrett Morris, and James Hong. Yeah! Coming next week. No. I haven't seen it, but now I'd like to. Right. Well, a cast like that, how could it be a hit? No. Um, uh, And of course, starring Mike Myers as Charlie and Stuart McKenzie. Yes, a dual role for Mike Myers. I know, it's weird. I know. Uh, That's a first. Nancy Travis, Anthony LaPaglia, Amanda Plummer, the great Phil Hartman, and then a lot of great cameos from like Michael Richards, Greg German, Alan Arkin, Charles Groton, Steve Wright. Uh, Debbie Mazar's in it for like 45 seconds. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just just a great cast. Amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. Again, for something that was probably just like, a, oh, here's a shitty little movie we're going to do. They're like, hey, you all want to be in? They're like, yeah, I do. But for no longer than 60 seconds. That's all I've got. So <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got for you, Phil Hartman. I'll make it work. Oh. <laughs> you have my lunch break. We'll make that work. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we started off with, uh, you know, There She Goes. <laughs> there she goes. Everybody knows the song. This is, I'm not going to lie. This is the weirdest intro and outro. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so it's, jaunty for a Max Murder in movie. So. Yeah, right? right? It's so of its time, but it's also just like. Huh, not really the song I would think to pick to put over a darkened cityscape. <laughs> well, well, that's just, okay, so so with this movie, like, has the two most 90s songs that ever is 90s. <laughs> but yeah. There she goes, and then in the middle, when they're going out to Alcatraz, it's uh, Spin Doctors. <laughs> right? <laughs> the only thing... A prince is here before you, that's what I said now. <laughs> the only thing it was missing was a look around the world. Real pretty baby, is it everything? <laughs> That'd be the, the oh. holy trinity of 90s music. Oh, I was getting ready for, I get knocked down. Oh, <laughs> a little tub thumping. There you go. Come mm-hmm. on, drive a little. Nothing is forever. <laughs> As we just dive into 80s classics or 90s classics. Oh, God, there are classics now. Oh, God oh. damn it. There are children yeah. out there who wish to live in that era, guys. Uh, do you want to be in a pandemic without a phone because that's what you would be living in right now right have you never seen a horror movie all right you have Uh, to wait for commercials there's no dvr folks there's no fast forwarding through anything if you miss it on tv you're fucked remember be kind and rewind (laughs) friday night at blockbuster i'll see you there Yeah, make it a blockbuster night. All right. <laughs> so then, then we uh, we slowly scan into uh, Broadway in San Francisco. Yes, yeah. the, the street that's full of strip clubs and uh, a couple record shops, basically nowadays. Uh, I guess in the <laughs> early nineties, mostly empty now, babe. Oh yeah. 
Well, because no one can afford to live there. Ten years ago when we were there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll get into it a little later, but um, anybody know what Charlie's job is? No. I was yeah, thinking exactly. about that, the whole thing. I was like, because I guess when I remember this movie, I've seen it a bunch, but it's been a long time since I've watched it. And, you know, he starts out at the beatnik club or whatever it yeah, is. I'm not really yeah. 100% sure if it's a it's just like open mic night somewhere I guess at the coffee shop. I think so. And yeah. I was like okay and I'm counting I was like he is on stage for like 30 to 45 seconds tops. <laughs> and I'm like uh, okay. And they never say what he does beyond that. I'm like hmm. That's what he does. That's his gig. That's how cheap it used to be to live in San Francisco. Yeah, you could apparently. be a 30 second uh, poet. I'm saying that beatniks must pay a lot better than I think they do. So <laughs> you get like four dollars in tips minus that giant cappuccino <laughs> that uh, he's brought <laughs> that was out. Six dollars for sure, because you could have swum in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with the with the change left over, he's able to afford a you know a studio apartment and a uh, what is no, it? No, he does Carmen Gia that he's driving around. Say, do they does he have an apartment? apartment? I, I, I don't think say we never see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I presume he has one, but I don't think we ever see it. We see no. Her I think house, he crashes his parents' with... house. That's it. Yeah. I think yeah. he lives between his parents' house and his cop buddy's house, and then, spoiler alert, goes and crashes with his girlfriend. I I don't think he has a home. I think that car is his mailing address. So that's how. So we maybe she's not there. the con. He is. Braids? <laughs> I get it. The sequel, it's So I Married a, a Beatnik Poet. <laughs> and, and it's her side of the story. Like, right. Huh, he always like, wants and to I'd spend the night. almost rather we were dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is really, really upsetting my bipolar sister. <laughs> yeah, so we get the little poetry reading. Um, Oh, yeah, and his buddy uh, Tony's there, played by Anthony LaPaglia, uh, you know, dressed as Huggy Bear, because, you know, go out in public, why not? Yeah. It's my um, favorite thing. And yeah. I like he calls him out on it right away. He's like, um, why are you dressed like Huggy Bear from Starcy and Hutch? Like, I have a friend that I actually call Huggy Bear, which I think is hilarious, so, because he used it, to, he doesn't look like that, but he used to be like an informant for the gang units or whatever, but yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so real Huggy Bear, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they start talking and uh, apparently, oh, Charlie's broken up with another girlfriend and is like, well, why'd you break up with her? And just a whole list of stupid reasons for all the past girlfriends. <laughs> My favorite she one. smelled like soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she smelled like beef and barley soup. Pretty sure that's the reason why Steve married me. It <laughs> <laughs> eh, sounds barley. better to me than a lot of things you could smell like. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, you're more like a, like a hot tomato soup, just... A little basil oh. in there. And, mm. <laughs> so I also uh, I also realized in watching that somebody from Animal Crossing took that joke, and it's in Animal Crossing. Every once in a while, you'll have one of your villagers complain. Well, not really complain, but they'll be like, "Have you ever been in so and so's house? It smells like soup. Like, how much soup do you have to eat to smell like soup?" <laughs> and if like, there's cabbage in it, absolutely none. Because if yeah. you cook it in your house, that's what it'll smell like forever. My cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> I just got my pumpkins yesterday. I'm very excited. Me too. <laughs> Apparently we have to water them every day now. <sighs> I know. I was like, I never water my flowers. It rains often enough. I'm like, I don't care. Plus, I'm sorry, but the flowers on my island are just a pox on my entire life. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, no, they're weeds. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've been digging mine up slowly but surely and selling them off. Yeah, I did that yesterday. I was like, ha, you're out, tulips. 
<laughs> and I'm it's gonna... my fault. They're an invasive species. They're not even my flowers. Like I brought them from a mystery island. So, oh, mm. we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to have a little meetup because I have yes. all of the flowers and a bunch of hybrids. Oh yeah, I have a lot of them, but not good ones. <laughs> Just like the shitty ones. They're like, yeah, we'll be forever here. So, so if anybody wanted to visit your <laughs> island, where could they uh, hit you guys up at? <laughs> Message me over on my Instagram at Untidy Venus. <laughs> Same at Untidy Venus as well. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the next day, uh, Charlie's out. Uh, he goes to Meats of the World, a nice little uh, butchery that, uh, you know, I, I guess is the only place in San Francisco that makes haggis. Which when Steve read the title, I happened to be looking down and I was like, wait, Beets of the World? It's all just pickled beets, fried beets. Uh, well, and the thing is, she said that and I'm like, no, meats. And then as soon as I like look up at the screen, there's like all these jars with, I assume, floating pig parts in it. But I'm like... Wait, are those beets? Is, mm. Did I misread? Is it beets of the world? <laughs> it's beets and beets. of the world, yo. We got pickled pig feet. There you go. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, God damn it. That's the remake. It's a vegan butcher shop. <laughs> oh, right. that, that's probably what it is now. Would you like uh, a purple beet or a red beet? Perhaps some beet. of our special green beets. Places <laughs> Liz beets. will never be going. Beets of the world. <laughs> beets of the world. <laughs> But it's sponsored by Beats, so you walk in, you get your Beats, and you get a free headphone. Yeah, sponsored by Beats by Dre or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he's got his own brand of Beats. <laughs> it's Dre's Beats instead of Beats by Dre. <laughs> a little picture of him with a hoe in his arm. Anyway. Well. Anyway. Yo, yo, my secret? A little pinch of cinnamon. <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> so then he gets the the haggis and uh you know it's a quick little conversation with the the butcher lady uh, the lovely nancy travis uh what's her name harriet harriet mm-hmm. yeah and then they go he goes to see his parents for dinner yeah and we meet charlie's dad Stuart. <laughs> Liz, he is it? maybe one of my favorite characters of all time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh liz can you tell us about the pentaborate or whatever <laughs> Pentaverit, I believe. So yeah. It is a, a secret organization made up of the five most famous people in the world. <laughs> Let's see, what was it? It's the Queen. Used to be Colonel Sanders before he died with his dead beady eyes. And I don't remember the rest, but it sounds like an afternoon at my brother-in-law's house. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> oh, God, good. Conspiracies. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> Interesting. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. No. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's brought up that uh, the, the parents uh, basically check out the weekly world news because, you know, the eighth highest circulation in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's the uh, news. That's right. It's the news. I, I mean, they, they couldn't print it if it wasn't true. Right? Gosh, you guys remember print media? What's mm. that, Steve? <laughs> Let me take you back long ago. <laughs> century, in fact. Yeah, uh, but one of the stories, uh, it's it's kind of a hinted at. There's a Mrs. X, the honeymoon murderer. <laughs> Sorry, I have a horrible Scottish accent, but uh, the honeymoon murderer. <laughs> <laughs> she killed a lounge singer and a Russian martial artist and a plumber as her latest victim. He's like, and of course Charlie's I love like the mom. She's hilarious too. Oh God, she's great <laughs> and drunk. Clearly, very drunk. 
Oh, and, and his buddies Tony is with him. So when they're when they're leaving, when she uh, she basically kisses Tony goodbye, <laughs> she like Frenches him. You like, <sighs> sexy. He's just standing there like uh, awkward. <laughs> so good. Okay, so then the next day, uh, Tony's at the police station, <laughs> and we're introduced to his captain, played by Alan Arkin. Oh, guys. So this is probably my one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> right. just whenever Alan Arkin is on screen, he's he's just like the sweetest guy. And Tony's like, "Well, what's wrong, Tony?" He's like, "What's wrong, Tony?" Man, I I just became a cop thinking I'd be like Serpico, but all we do is paperwork all day. I've, I've never had to like shoot anybody or even pull my weapon. Well, you know, just keeping the peace around here. It's, it's it's like I, I just need you to like threaten to throw me in front of the commissioner. I said, well, actually, I don't work for a commissioner. I work for an elected force or a force made up of elected and appointed officials. It's a quorum, ah. if you will. A quorum. <laughs> Look, I know paperwork is tedious, but it's a very important part of the job. It's help what kids are for funding. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, grant writing. uh, I've worked in a police department. It is a lot like that in a lot of ways. So, uh, (laughs) just a lot more racial slurs being thrown. (laughs) (laughs) That comes up later. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Charlie goes to the deli again. Uh, Basically, I I guess he's driven by or something, and he's decided. uh, I think I'm gonna hit on this uh, butcher chick. Well, he drove by, remember, and she was wearing the like Holland outfit with the turn up, and she's like rolling up the screen with that weird ass roller like overly complicated for no reason so yeah get a little awning or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. uh so so he goes in obviously she's busy got a line of people in front of her blah 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 and he, he basically just offers to help out because you know uh, apparently his dad was a butcher Mm-hmm. Was, is that true? Convenient, yeah. Convenient. <laughs> That's why I was thought, like, is that true? We, we've never seen Stuart behind, but I guess he's retired or something now. Yeah. But, he uh, he brings it up uh, when she comes to dinner later. So <laughs> I think he actually was, what is it, a, a beecher? Is that what he calls it? Charlie tells me you're a pitcher. Right. <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> I am a butcher. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, but we get our, our first little montage of uh, him helping out and... Uh, basically he runs off a couple of customers with pranks and uh throwing meat like yeah, they're at pike's market like, or something yeah uh one thing i do like about this uh, apparently you get a flag with every purchase of the uh i guess the country of origin of your meat yeah That's, that sounds pricey yeah, hey, you know, flags used to be cheaper in the 90s before they started putting all those uh import tariffs on flags oh um, just try it. It's you know what it is. It's big flag is just trying to run out the little guy. <laughs> the part of the pentaparet or whatever. Right. And that's just one reason why we should not be nationalists. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> we then we then cut to the Presidio at sunset. Yes, uh, I remember living in the Presidio. Do you remember that vaguely, babe? I remember when I sort of lived with you at the Presidio, despite your roommate's best efforts. Yeah, I'm sure they listen, but uh, in case you are listening, fuck you, roommates. I'm done with your asses. Eat a bag of dicks! <laughs> but, uh, Hope you enjoy not locking your doors in Oakland. Leaving mm. them wide fucking open, you tar. Literally leaving them wide fucking open. Thought no one else was home. Left the door wide open. I happened to be coming downstairs. Chased her happy ass out. Was like, hey, you left the door open. Yeah. Did you know I was there? <laughs> no. 
The door's wide open. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's free oh. love, man. Free love. La, la, la. Oh. <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I, as hippies. the one who pays rent, there's no such thing as free love in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That, that makes you sound the... more like a pimp than a, a rent payer. Gonna... <laughs> Ain't no free love there. up in here. <laughs> no, I believe that was one of those conversations like, so are you actually on the lease or can I just throw your ass out now and take your money? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Presidio yeah. at Sunset. Uh, Charlie and Harriet are there just looking over the bay. And uh, Charlie, <laughs> just, what's the most evil thing you've ever done? Like Evil. evil. A weird question. How many uh, how many people have you brutally murdered? Well, brutal is like just such it's a very subjective such a harsh word. <laughs> it's a very subjective term. What's brutal to one might be delightful to another. Like, hmm, that's mm. a weird answer, ladies. <laughs> so it's a weird question, though. Let's mm-hmm. let's face it. So if you put that in dozens, how many? <laughs> here's, here's the deal. If my Tinder date busted out with that line. I'd be like, oh, my God, I left my door open in the Presidio and walked away. I've got to go. <laughs> I how you said you how would Paul Oakland. feel about this? <laughs> anyway. Well, whatever. He would understand if I, if I ran away, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just that you're on Tinder. Anyway. Well, he went uh, to San Francisco for school, so he knows how it is. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. True, true. <laughs> Back to that not quite free love. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but then they uh, go walking through the Palace of Fine Arts. Yes, it is right there by yeah. the Presidio. We're not going to pick that apart like it's view to a kill. Um, <laughs> but then uh, there's a couple of Russian sailors apparently walking through there. And they're uh, speaking Russian. And uh, Harriet goes, hey. But, but even, even if you didn't speak Russian... Wouldn't you still know that they were being leering, creepy creepers? Because they like didn't even hide there. Like, and you're like, Ugh. so yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like, hey, stop being fucking weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> like when you're with a date. Like this happens to women all the time when we're alone, and sometimes when we are with a group of friends. I don't know that I've ever seen it happen when I was with a dude. You know, like yeah. it just, I just don't think I've ever been like leered at or catcalled like that or if i have i certainly didn't notice so i've been with steve in the castro when he got catcalled well yeah, yeah. well you but, do yeah, yeah you're right like i've been leered at and like oogled and yeah made mm-hmm. weird tongue flappy noises at when i'm with girls but <laughs> yeah i usually with guys although i did briefly date a guy who they did a guy who from the back sort of looked girly <laughs> and we got cat called once and he had yeah, a full beard ass. so he like he turned around and was just like hey and they're like oh <laughs> like oh my god sorry <laughs> sorry you're just your delicate figure <laughs> like, and yeah well, you're still no- hot so you know get me drunk enough and we'll talk <laughs> i see him hey girl you ever gone down on a fat man in an overcoat oh my god he's got a beard <laughs> and then it was they thought I was a girl. <laughs> yeah, because you got the ass of a girl. <laughs> and then, and then you're like, I gotta lady. go. I left the door open on my apartment. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I never realized just how girlish your ass was. Come on. <laughs> it's like to bend that over a table. <laughs> Whoa, aggressive. So then, uh, then we go to Harriet's studio apartment. Uh, palatial might be a way of putting it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're 
like, it's a studio. It's a loft. It's a loft. I'm like, it is a fucking high rise. Like, what is happening in this place? I guarantee you there's not this much square footage in the entirety of San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> I live in Houston and we've got real estate to give away and we don't have places that big. I'm like, that's bigger than my house. Like, mm. yeah. Well, anything that's big enough for like a 12 foot by 10 foot Atlantic City poster on the wall. Right. <laughs> I like that he calls it out too. He's like, all this place needs is an oversized poster of Atlantic City. Whoa, you've got one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn slightly to the left and there's basically the Miyagi Dojo going on. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> I like, expected to turn like to the other and just have like a pile of tools, like a yeah. plumber snake and a wrench, just like laying in a bucket on the floor. I don't know. It's a lot of random pipes coming out of the brick <laughs> and going back. <laughs> I met this plumber once. I don't know. I just, it looked like art to me. Hmm. <laughs> he never okay. picked up his tools. <laughs> she has she turned to another wall and there's just a big sign that says, I miss his ex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's right. so intense though. Remember he's like they're talking and he looks at his watch and she's like, Is it late? He's like, It's not late for me. She's like, Then why are you looking at your watch, motherfucker? You have yeah. a place to go. <laughs> He's like, no, because I don't have a home. So I have to go find someone <laughs> gotta, to hang out with. I gotta get back to the shelter before they lock up at night or something. Right. I, I won't lie, I do really like the scene like, oh no, just, you know, I want to take it slow and I probably shouldn't stay and I want you to say, okay. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Reach into the bedroom. chasing him up the stairs while pulling his pants down. I'm like, that's hot. <laughs> See, this is, a, this is a, a perfect example of consent. Just wait for consent. Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiastic consent. Yep. So uh, so they go upstairs straight to Pound Town. We don't see that part, obviously. But then in the middle <laughs> of the night, Harriet starts calling out. Yeah. Ralph. 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 Oh, Ralph. Oh, oh Ralph. Hey, hey, Harriet. Oh, Harriet. Ralph. Harriet. Huh? You, you okay? Yeah. You, you were just saying Ralph. Oh, this is my friend. She's my Her friend. name is Ralph. Her name. <laughs> and he's like, okay. I'm like, all right. Uh, let's, let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. Ralph's a very uh, ambiguous name. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of those people who's just so good at talking himself into whatever he wants to believe. He's like, um, so you didn't murder anybody, right? Nope. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I mean, not brutally. Well, so you and you have to remember too that like he's this way because he's been he's fucked it up with so many girls he's mm. trying really hard to not fuck it up with this one but they're so weird they're all so weird like one lady's leg was longer than the other and she smelled like soup so totally oh, legit. There. <laughs> it's probably fish soup if she smelled like cheese broccoli soup that sounds like a delight i would Ooh. love that right yeah i'm in gazpacho Mm. A little spicy and fresh. You are tomato basil soup, baby. All the way. Nothing but the best. Name <laughs> a mushroom. Mm. He just wants to dip his croutons in that. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, the next morning, uh, he wakes up and, uh, ooh, Harriet's in the shower. Mm. I should go investigate. Yeah. So he sneaks up there, opens up the door, and, oh, shit, sorry, sorry, apparently you're somebody else. Uh, the first couple times watching this movie, I was like, wait, is that somebody else? Right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I If I was a little drunk, I'd think that was her. 
Apparently, I was like, wasn't she in Joe versus the volcano? She was. Wait, was Amanda Plummer? Yes, yes, she was. Dagmar. Oh yeah, the on the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. On the boat. Okay, that's right. She was the one woman not played by Meg Ryan. Exactly. I'm like, like, wait, I thought they were all Meg Ryan, (laughs) which is also a great movie. BTS. Oh, oh, it's it's the best. Mm -hmm. The best Tom Hanks movie ever made. Mm. That doesn't sound like Monsters and Mazes. Yeah. Hey, Monsters Maze is number three. Oh, okay, okay. N- number it two sounds like a- every rom-com ever made with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, of which there were several. So, <laughs> What? Oh, you've got mail. Oh, we love doing that episode. Sleepless Better than Seattle. you thought it was going to be. So problematic. But better than you thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle. There's another. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C- Captain Phillips. Uh, wasn't Meg Ryan the uh, Somali pirate? <laughs> yeah, she totally was. You've seen her work, right? Her... <laughs> she is a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> She's had bad Botox. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone wrong. Uh, but yeah, oops. Uh, apparently it's the sister Rose played by Amanda Plummer. But yeah, we get a whole thing where uh, basically Rose reads a note to him. <laughs> and, oh, she left uh, you a note. Let me read it like a weirdo. Okay. And then she uh, she offers to make him breakfast. And, Can I make uh, you breakfast? How about some Kona coffee and waffles and eggs and bright toast? <laughs> they look or like Fruit Loops. Cereal, <laughs> right. Sorry, we didn't have all those other things. Right. Oh, and Elvie's like, oh, yeah, I should probably get off my day. Like, don't worry, Charlie. I won't tell Harriet anything happened. He's like, Rose, nothing did happen. <laughs> He's like, sure, sure, sure. He's <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> All right, guys, then we get to my other favorite part of the movie. Hmm. The random-ass day trip to Alcatraz, where apparently Charlie <laughs> and his buddy Tony commandeered a police boat to right? get out to Alcatraz. This is my favorite part of this movie, because I'm like... This would be just like random, like a Houstonian just randomly wandering through Houston-based things that for no reason, and they're not paying any attention to it at all. They're like, yeah. "We've been, we are native San Franciscans. We have been here a zillion times. We don't give a fuck what this guy's talking about." And he is so intense. The, yeah. the guy, it's, he's intense, and they're just talking through the whole thing. I'm like, that guy's gonna shank you himself. Yeah. Well, of course, the tour guy played by the legendary Phil Hartman as John Vicky Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone calls me Vicky. Uh, He's the, the best. So, so did you guys also get the the feeling that this is basically like they're they're just coffee? Like yeah. they regularly commandeer this boat and go take this tour whenever the fuck they want. Abusing yeah, I mean, police privileges. Go to Alcatraz. What else would you do? I mean. I mean, clearly one has no day job and the other is done with this paperwork. So, right? <laughs> if I finish up my paperwork, can I go to Alcatraz, Captain? Okay. It's like, like, yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, but you know what? Take the boat out because it really, like, we need to, like, make sure that motor stays clean. Right, exactly. Gotta <laughs> well, keep it running, to, yo. Otherwise, you have to wait in line all day. And, yeah. Oh, and the story about Machine Gun Kelly's bitch. Oh. <laughs> That do you think that was bitch. part of the script, or do you think that was oh. that was I think just being in character? I really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, <laughs> hey, Phil, do you think you can improv a little something in here? And he's like, Yeah, I think I can. I so really think ninety percent of this movie was improv. Right. Well, here's the thing. I wonder if there's other cuts where he told other stories, but everybody kept like cracking right. up or something. Yeah. I can see <laughs> that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was just... Because, yeah, you always hear those things about, like, these guys who are so quick, like, just... That they change the story every fucking time. <laughs> like Robin Williams, he did that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. But, yeah, the, the, this whole scene, yeah, it's just them going to Alcatraz. The whole time, they're just talking about, like, Charlie's like, oh, my God, she's the greatest. Eh, that's That's great, Charlie. No, no, but really, don't let me fuck this up. And he's like, yeah, I won't, but... You know, while they're but doing a tour will. in Alcatraz, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> yeah, because this is just like their coffee meetup. Well, then they go to the double date at the Fog City Diner. Woo! This is where we get our thirty seconds of Debbie Mazar as Tony's date. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Her eyes creep me out every single time. Oh yeah, every oh, yeah. time they're so weird. They're beautiful, but they're weird. It's like Kirstie Alley's eyes are kind of like that too. You're like, huh? So yeah, they're just evil. Like yeah, Meg Foster is the other Foster. one I was thinking. Yeah, I think it's the the dark eye makeup and the oh, you do the dark, the dark I, eyes. You do the dark eye makeup to really make the light yeah, blue make pop. Yeah, pop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, is, are your eyes clear? I don't. I'm not sure what's happening. Like, that is the uh, the one thing I'm mad about. My evil Lynn pop doll. They just gave her the black dot eyes, and it's like make them blue dot eyes. Yeah. Glow in the dark for God's sake. Right. Have, have you even seen Masters of the Universe? Yeah, right. Obviously not. Um, so yeah, after the little uh, double date, they go. Uh, uh, Charlie and Harriet go walking home in the rain, and Harriet drops something where it's like uh, it's something about them being together forever, 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 forever. <laughs> and this is the first end of Charlie like starting to have like second thoughts, but but I guess the next night they're having dinner at his parents' house, and so Harriet's introduced the. The family, and uh, that's where we get the wonderful line. Charlotte tells me you're a pitcher. <laughs> I am a butcher. Yeah, the, uh, then mom takes her to see all the photo albums and all that. And, you know, Charlie's going to take a shit or wash his hands or something, I forget. <laughs> but then uh, he stumbles upon the weekly world news. <gasps> and he rereads that article about Mrs. X. <gasps> he's like, wait, lounge singer from Atlantic City? Hmm, she has that giant poster. Russian martial artist. She knows Russian and has that dojo. Oh no! A plumber named Ralph. She screams Ralph in her sleep, ah. and she really knows how to clear my pipes. Giggity. I like that it goes like Atlantic City lounge singer, the martial arts expert, plumber. Yeah, <laughs> like she's just like I'm gonna just meet. I, I mean, I meet these fantastical guys, and they run off and they leave me for somebody else because that's a thing. And I'm just gonna go with the plumber. He is down to earth. He's not going anywhere. Boom, gone. She's like, "Fuck, men." <laughs> they just have ter- terrible luck with men, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you can say mm-hmm. one thing: she definitely doesn't have a type. Noob. <laughs> Fine. I'm just gonna hook up with some beatnik son of a butcher. <laughs> He'll never leave me, right? Yeah. Where's he going to go? Right, exactly. Right. He has nowhere to go. His car only runs 12 minutes a day. It's a wind-up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Charlie's like, oh no, is she Mrs. X? And there's that awkward drive home from the parents. Yeah. And he's like, so uh, the uh, martial artist, was that, was that here in San Francisco? No, no, that was in Miami. <gasps> <gasps> And then, yeah, that night, uh, she's screaming Ralph in her sleep again. Ralph! Oh, Ralph! Ralph! <laughs> yeah, so the next day, uh, Charlie's talking to Tony at the police station. And he's like, no, no, seriously, you need to, like, look into her. She's 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 a murderer. 
<laughs> like, he's oh, because like, it's sure the weekly world news? she is. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because in the weekly world news, right? I'll have you know it's the eighth highest circulation in the world. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, and then we get uh, one of my favorite things of the 90s. A current affair. <laughs> and we get the whole story about uh, some some woman who's been like poisoning her lovers and all that stuff. And then that's when Harriet pops up with a special health drink that she's hey, made for Charlie. I made this health smoothie. I want you to try it right now. I, I spent no. like 30 minutes on it. No, Can no, you please no, just I, like, I'm shoving it in your face now. I got please, kidney breath. No, 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 you need to, you need to drink this. <laughs> she faces him into the closet. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, he goes in the closet, and she's like, fine, I guess it won't. And then, I don't know, three floors worth of storage falls on top of Charlie. No, it's like, how tall is that fucking closet? It's gotta be. <laughs> that is a great bit. That was awesome. It's like an entire upstairs Especially bedroom. with the see-through door on it. Like, yeah. Right. Well, all right, and that's something we didn't talk about in this palatial apartment. All of the doors are weird doors, like on mm. everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the bathroom door. Yeah, the doors shower are weird. door. Yeah. All yeah. The... yeah. And also like, why is your shower like, why do you have a glass thing overlooking the floor below? So everyone can see your shadow while you're showering. That's weird. Cause it's hot. Why not? <laughs> Doesn't seem like a oh. lady's apartment. Oh, Liz. If, that if seems you like a dude's ask. apartment. They're like, Hey, come over and take a shower. No one will never know. Hmm. Yeah, it's like the uh, former apartment of a porn director or something. <laughs> you got to be able to fit a camera literally anywhere. So we need a studio layout. Oh, and an, 80s, and an 80s camera because she's renting this in the 90s. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what happens over there? Oh, yeah. So then uh, Charlie's going to the uh, San Francisco Globe newspaper because uh, he's putting in uh, an advertisement about the uh, his parents' like 30th wedding anniversary. And I'm like... Wow, newspapers. This 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 was so a thing. Um, <laughs> like I can smell the newsprint from here. Right. Something oh, the, the kids will never know. <laughs> and then uh, then he overhears uh, two guys in the obituary section talking about the latest obituaries. <laughs> and yes, Michael Richards is among them. Yeah, Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> the whole scene where. <laughs> Especially the part where he's like, they like, I'm an insensitive person. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, I get it. They're real people. He's like, no, just fucking tell me. He's like, they get it. I'm horrible. I'm going to go kill myself. Bye. Like, uh. <laughs> and then he drops a couple okay. N words. and yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So then, uh, then we cut across town to the pink ladies there at Alamo square. Painted uh, he, ladies. Or painted, painted ladies. ladies. Painted ladies. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's that row of houses, you know, from full house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, basically, that's where Charlie decides to dump Harriet for reasons of, uh, I'm afraid you're going to c- leave me. <laughs> cleave you? Gonna cl- no, no, I'm afraid you're going to reject me. So I th- thought I'd do it first. Uh... All right, well, um, I got to go now. Are you guys hearing that? I am. I was like, what is that? Yeah. Is your phone? Think it is. Oh, no. nope, my phone's the choppers, the, cho- the chopper's coming, y'all. Get to oh. the chopper. It it's is your, my it's phone. Your phone, babe. It's my new phone. Are you too close to the microphone? Okay. Uh, yeah, just keep it back there. Sorry, it was just like. <laughs> yeah, no, and it just right? started. Yeah, it did. I, I was like, what is happening? Anyway, uh, so where were we? Oh yeah, so so here it's like, yeah, fine, whatever, bye. 
and uh, <laughs> and then of course he instantly starts having second thoughts. And Wait, uh, I don't have a place to sleep tonight. <laughs> did did any guys notice Charlie on the rooftop from the room? No, he's he was like in a fucking lounge chair or whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> like just I don't know on a roof somewhere overlooking San Francisco, and he uh, gets the call from Tony about like uh, oh yeah someone confessed confessed to the uh ralph elliott murder what? he gets that sit up straight look and <gasps> yep. what okay oh. and so he runs over to harriet's and is like please take me back i'm such a I'm dumbass blah, sorry blah, blah. i broke up with you 37 minutes ago and then she's like yeah you fucked up you blew it i don't have time for this shit so ladies how does he try to win her back slam poetry of course of course oh, that's yeah. all that's all you got i mean hashtag secure a nice little rooftop beat poetry serenade <laughs> mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and, and that's not fucking creepy at all because <laughs> she's like on the 30th floor too i'm like how did you climb up there with a cello like what, yeah the whole band's up there big double bass up there that's that's not easy to climb with and, and and like did he pay those guys or are they also like did they have the night off from the club yeah <laughs> so many questions but uh but it works and they're back together now and then okay and then immediately after it shows them like in this like giant hot tub with all yeah. the like flower petals and yeah. candles and stuff like where the fuck was this tub it's apparently in the middle of her bedroom and it's like five stories tall because you have to climb up and up and upstairs to get into it. And then it's like the smallest tub in the world. Yeah, it okay. takes up like uh, like 300 square feet of footage for like 40 square feet of actual tub. Yeah, it's like a bad Niagara Falls honeymoon uh, vit- like room from the 80s. You know, they used to show that kind of shit all the time. We're going to Niagara Falls. It's amazing. Look at our in-room hot tub. I've never gotten a hotel room with a hot tub in the middle oh, of the bedroom. Have y'all? I, I, I have. Mm. It is it is not great. <laughs> I stayed in, in uh, the, the one I was in a condo for my honeymoon. Uh, the first one was, uh, it had its own hot tub room. Yeah. It was a bathtub. It was a giant bathtub made for six or seven people. It was very bizarre. Oh, in wow. its own room, surrounded by mirrors. FYI, never take pictures while you're naked. It's just not a bad Not of anything, just like of the room. And then you go, oh, wait, there's a wall of mirrors here. Yeah, got it, got it. Thanks, <laughs> oh, hackers. that reflection off the window, you can see it all. <laughs> it's like, and then back in the day when you had to, I don't know, give your photos to that 16-year-old guy working in the drugstore to develop. Oh, yeah, good old one-hour photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, if that were a thing now, would there be as many dick pics? Probably not. I think there would be. I feel that there are there were as many dick pics. They like, just weren't like, going out worldwide. Yeah. yeah, well and then it was like, ugh, I got this weird picture of a dick in the mail. I'm just in gonna burn ma- it. Well, well here's the in thing. The when mail it- with no return address, You're like, ah yeah. that's how it is when they just come in out of nowhere. You're like, oh god, ugh. Uninvited. Well, uninvited. And then I'm wondering like how many dick pics are like Tucked into a book that, like, somebody never read. Like, here, I got you a copy of my favorite book. Oh, that's nice. I'm just going to give this to the thrift store now. Yeah. <laughs> Three or four exchanges later, someone actually decides, you know what? I'm going to read this. But, oh, my God. They, they went to they went to Lulu and had it self-published, and it's just yeah. in the book. So. <laughs> Lulu should have proofread. Yeah. Right. By, by the way, would it be more dick pics, or would it be more like the uh, the puppetry of the penis? Like, would it be, like, decorate a little more, maybe a little face drawn on? It'd be a pop-up. Or? 
I mean, you know more people are going to be seeing this particular picture, so yeah. you definitely are going to put more effort into it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. get some good lighting and stuff yeah, on it. It's one like, of those things where somebody's like, oh, wow, what a great palm tree. Wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. it's a dick and a piece of, like, red velvet cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Izzy, I almost came to you yesterday with a new idea, but I sprung it on another friend first, and she just sent me the picture of it today. I'm going to send it to you later because it's fucking amazing. So, Is it a dick and red velvet cheesecake? It's not. However, <laughs> it is the octopus. So I'm just going to leave it in your mind at that. Oh, no. Yes. And I'm like, I need pen. a new t-shirt design. <laughs> Available at Nerdy Bitches on Redbolt. That's right. <laughs> Nerdybitches.com slash store. You'll find it there. Uh, yeah, no, because uh, we have a we have a quote that we put on coffee mugs that says your dick is not a gift, and I was like, <laughs> it needs yeah. a it needs a, like a holiday avatar to promote this particular idea that you should not be giving yourself as a present to someone else because that's garbage, and I was like, pshoom, octopus done. Yes, you got to do octopus for all the holidays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he's he's a, a different John Santa hat. hat, some bunny yep. ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See it. Like seriously, I'm gonna send this to you on uh, on the twitters so you do can it. see it. Because uh, oh, oh, oh. little leprechaun hat, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little leprechaun hat and a beard. Of course, of course, yeah. Yeah, well, duh. I mean, it's a merkin, but it's a beard. Yeah, <laughs> but but it does match the drapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, yeah. Yeah, so the so the next morning, uh, back in uh, Harriet's apartment, Charlie is introduced to Ralph. Yes, the oh! Linda Hamilton looking lady playing Ralph. Totally thought that was Linda Hamilton. <laughs> is it not Linda Hamilton? It's not. It's not. It's her sister. No. Um, no, Lisa but uh, she was busy for that thirty minutes. So yeah, they couldn't yeah. get her on a lunch break. Could not. Yeah. She she was busy being married to James Cameron, I assume. Right. Yeah. As you do. Uh, but of course, Charlie's so overjoyed. He runs over, even though he's just got out of the shower and is in a towel, and hugs Ralph. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank oh. you. Towel drops. <laughs> Ladies, this ever happened to you? Getting hugged mm. by a naked man, or my towel dropping <laughs> while giving someone a hug? Yes. I want to yeah. say it has, but <laughs> I can't be sure. So it may have been a fever dream. Well. Also, so Steve, <laughs> as the penis in the room, the octopus says you As will. the octopus, yes, yes. <laughs> um, if I was screaming an ex-lover's name in ecstasy in my sleep, and you, you know, like let's say I was screaming Ralph, and then you found out Ralph was a girl, are you more or less threatened that my ex-lover is a girl named Ralph or versus a guy named Ralph? Look, if she needs to stay a couple of nights, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> you ladies need to have... Wait, you want me to go get some wine? Uh, I mean... Snuggle I got two- time! I got a couple fancy bottles. I can go get some two buck chuck too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I find people, uh, men especially, are a whole lot less homophobic when it's two ladies. Oh yeah, I, I think you can thank porn for that one. So. Well, it's a it's a very caveman response. Like, what's better than one woman? Two women. Right. What's better than but two women? But it's like, women? but if they Three have women. two women, what do they need with you, sir? I'm okay. Steve can watch. <laughs> Guess what? I can do it all by my damn self too. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of which, we then go to the Cock of the North, which uh, apparently is a Scottish <laughs> restaurant or something, where uh, Charlie's parents are having their 30th wedding anniversary party. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. That's right. 
Uh, so we get uh, some nice, lovely words. Uh, uh, Stuart to his wife. I don't even know what her name is. Uh, Mrs. May. McKenzie. Her name is May. Oh, that's right, May. Because he said May. He said that's all you know. So. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Charlie gets swept up in the moment and mm-hmm. uh, asks Harriet to marry him. Mm. And she's like, you... No, <laughs> no, <Nope>. please. <laughs> no, let's let's not get married. Let's just shack up forever. Yeah, yeah. You could just like move in for realsies. I'll put you on the lease. But but, mm-hmm. but no, I I want you to have my children and and your children, your children. and and our children and. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of children. <laughs> and she's like, okay. It's like, just like screams it at him. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it, let's do it. Tomorrow, before I change my mind. Apparently tomorrow. Yeah. It's mash cut <laughs> to a, like a full regalia wedding. And I'm like, do we skip six months? Or? I don't know. It's like literally tomorrow. Cause the other guy's still on the paperwork about the, the killer guy. Also, oh, yeah, I yeah. want to bring up, cause we didn't earlier. And this is like his last scene in the movie. Charlie's got a brother who still lives at home. Oh, William. Oh, <laughs> oh poor William. He's got a head like an orange on a toothpick. Heed. Pants. Now. Gonna cry himself to sleep on that huge pillow. <laughs> Look, it's got its own weather system. So the brother doesn't say a word in this movie, no, right? He never. just does his dad's be- bidding, like yeah. getting pants. Yeah, Fun fact, the- I think that kid was in the Mighty Ducks. So, year after this. Oh, yeah. So he must have impressed somebody. So. There you go. Good job, Heed. He has, he has raw animal charisma. Yeah. Seriously, Heed Pants Now has probably been in my vocabulary, like, at least once a month since this movie came out in 1993. So. <laughs> I wonder if that's, like, his Twitter handle or something. It should be. <laughs> if it's not, it's a wasted opportunity. And I think I'm going to go make that my new Twitter handle. So. My name is uh, Andrew Carpenter, uh, but you can find me at Heed Pants Now. Okay. You would uh, get so many followers just based off that. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Steve, I'm changing the name of my Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you guys the octopus, by the way. Just heads up. Excellent. <laughs> So then, uh, and then we at the wedding uh, we get the the famous scene of uh, Stewart singing "If You Think I'm Sexy" by Rod Stewart, but to bagpipe music, and it's incredible, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. fabulous. It's but don't Harriet. forget, we we got a piper down, the piper oh, down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, about the time he gets in mid solo, mm-hmm. <laughs> the piper is down. <laughs> I like then, the uh, sound of the just dying bagpipes. It's like. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. You've got a piper down. <laughs> He's just a little pissed. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, then Harry gets up and starts singing "Only You." It was planted earlier that the uh, lounge singer rose to fame because he could sing "Only You" in like six different languages or something like that. And then so does she. Oh no! Wait, it may, it may just be coincidence, right? And it's like he's like. Uh... It's like that emoji with the flat smile, the teeth. Yeah, that yeah. One. yeah. But then it's time for their honeymoon. So they drive out across, along the PCH to Poet's Corner. And uh, <laughs> I love the, <laughs> oh, Charlie, you're a real sex machine. You're the best <laughs> husband I ever had. She's like, wait, wait what, why, why would you say, you say it like that? that? <laughs> why did you say that name? Why did you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I thought, I thought it was funny. Right. Yeah, she reacts super weird to this. 
I would like to see this movie remade from her perspective. Right? <laughs> Where she's just, you, so, so. you know, everybody runs away from her and she's just having all of this insecurity. But because he's looking for it, he's finding her psychotic. So, so I married a deadbeat poet. Yeah. <laughs> right? I buried a beatnik. Uh, but then we cut back to San Francisco and, oh, Captain Alan Arkin is pissed. He barges into Tony's yeah. office. And he's like, listen here, Paisan. <laughs> Paisan. Pa- yeah, Paisan. That's Pizan. right. That's right. Yeah, she confessed to the murder. She also confessed killing Abraham Lincoln, Julius Caesar, and the Pope or something like that. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass all the way back to Italy or whatever. <laughs> he's like, I'm going, I'm going. So excited, running out the door. Yeah. And then he comes back like, my God, that was great. Oh, wasn't <laughs> too much of the ethnic slurs. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, and then yeah, he tries so, again. He's like, "No, no, too much. Got to go. Actual murder in in progress. Got to go. <laughs> Got to go, Captain. Sorry." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, uh, then Tony's okay. So Charlie and Harriet are driving to this poet's corner, and they pull off onto a dirt road, and there's a sign that says it's forty miles ahead on the dirt road. I'm like, right? nope, can't possibly be that popular of a place. Sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, Steve, didn't you know it's Mount Madonna? That's right. Skywalker <laughs> Ranch. That's where they're really going. Oh. Uh, hey, who here has been to Skywalker Ranch? Me! <laughs> I've been there. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, we watched that uh, Robert Redford movie, All is, All is Lost. Lost. Oh, it was fucking amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, where are we? Oh, yeah. So so Tony does some, uh, some work, uh, you know, finally does some police work and uh, mm-hmm. basically confirms that, yeah, Harriet's Mrs. X, confirmed by... I guess friends of all three murderers. When he Calling all the racial stereotypes in the process. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this movie does not necessarily hold up to 2020 standard. Although oh. maybe 2020, let's say 2019 standards. Or... Yeah. It's uh, it, it is very much a product of its time. Mm-hmm. And you take it sort of as a period piece at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, quite revenge of the that nerds. Adorable? But, you know. It's like, yep. And, now we know better. Let's move on. Not quite a nominee for Ages Like Milk Month, but, you know. <laughs> oh, there are plenty of nominees for Ages Like Milk Month. This, yeah, this is not even a contender. Yep, so uh, so Charlie and Harriet are checking in at the Poets' Corner by uh, by uh, front desk attendant Greg German. Yeah. Um, and luckily he says, oh, yeah, there, there's a, star on, a storm on the way, so you may want to have candles ready in your room. And like, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. And then uh, Harriet's like, I uh, I have a headache. Do you have a restroom nearby? And I love his I'm response. Like, what does one have to do with the other? I don't. Uh... Maybe she's just a little nauseous. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. going in there for you know a little coke bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, but I love Greg Germans. Uh, do you really think she has a headache? What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That guy is so she's just skeezy throughout this whole thing. <laughs> it's great. It's like, oh god, because you know that's totally what happens at these weirdo honeymoon destinations. They hire these skeezy people, and then they're like, mm, "Y'all gone do it?" Uh-uh. You're like, Ugh. "No, we're as, not. Not anymore." Thanks. As someone who works at a, a honeymoon destination, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Steve, how many you. of your friend desk agents have been arrested for coke? Not enough. <laughs> no, um, it's actually Steve's job right there. He's yeah, well, like, hey, 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 someone's got to have a supervisor. <laughs> Steve comes up from the basement. It's like, no, 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 that's not how you do it. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. 
So uh, anyway, Tony uh, decides he needs to charter a plane to get to Poet's Corner because, yep. you know, he can't drive for three hours. No. Uh, plus, I don't think he has a car. <laughs> yeah, well, the only car in the movie is already there. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and also, I mean, driving in San Francisco, yeah, plane's so much yeah. easier. Oh, well, absolutely. I don't think you can take the BART out there. So. Definitely not. To Mount Madonna? No, that's way down in Santa Cruz. Listen, listen. Time is of the essence here. This lady's going to kill him as soon as they... She's a black widow. They're going to... So they, uh, they they have their, excuse me, romantic Jeez. dinner. Um, and this is where Charlie gets a phone call from... Uh, I, I, it was like Tony at like the airport or something. And he's like, yeah, she's Mrs. X. You got to get out of there. Stay safe. Or I don't know. <laughs> I like that they drag the phone all the way through the restaurant. Yeah. Not like, please come to the desk. But I'm like, but all the 80s and 90s movies were like that. It's like phone call for you, sir. Like, I've never received a phone call in a restaurant in my life. How often does this nope. really happen that they have a 700 foot cord going yeah. from the wall to where this phone is going? This is pre-cell phones, yo. I think this was even pre-like wireless phone. It was just here's cord. We have a lot of it. Yeah, it's the one where like the 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 one douchey Wall Street guy has the giant brick in the middle of his car. It's like, no, I'm calling you from my car. Yeah, <laughs> we had that phone. Oh, of course. <laughs> we had the one that like was in its own suitcase. They just unzip it and it became a car phone. It's like. I don't know. Oh God! It's like a like one of those army ones from Vietnam or something. Yes, like a radio, yes, you gotta very, like turn the crank like and yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, uh, I'm old. I'm old. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So after after uh, being flown nearby by uh, Stephen Wright, uh, <laughs> now Tony's uh, sleepiest pilot ever. Let's be afraid of that. Narcolepsy. <laughs> I have no concept of time. Yeah. I, <laughs> But now he has to commandeer a vehicle to get to Poet's Corner. So he pulls somebody over like, sir, I need to commandeer your vehicle. And no, of course, I would like to commandeer oh, yeah, your yeah. vehicle. No. And of course, <laughs> yep, yeah, good old Charles Grodin is just, no. Please? <laughs> no. It's like, oh, you've lost all of your ability right there. Yeah, but, uh, but apparently Charles Grodin uh, becomes one of the first Ubers and actually gives him a right up to poet's corner <laughs> and I love when he I love when he gets there and he's like all right i may need you to stay stay here in case i need to take somebody back to the police department and he just drives off drives like, hey, away. Damn it. <laughs> i mean couldn't you just take charlie's car at that point because you're there and it's got like eight minutes more charge on it so yeah. but i mean not if it's a not if it's a crime scene no, he'd have to be killed in the car, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's a poten- it's a potential. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the in the hotel, uh, yeah, there's there like this whole thing with the the honeymoon chair. Which is that a thing? Because I'm not into weird. it. Weird. Ew. Super creepy. <laughs> I mean, that thing better be scotch guarded first off. But eat. Yeah. It just uh, that that whole thing just seemed like a scene out of Porky's or something like. What what is happening? Like, why are we have these all these people like chanting, "Do it, do it!" You're like, like really, Ugh. grandma? Thanks, thanks. <laughs> like you, we well, you were already here know what's happening. Five years ago, fucking our brains out in that chair. Like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Oh. It's a tradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like the whole hotel follows them like they're a goddamn mob yeah, to their the room and like, like right? locking them in their room. He's like, come in for a nightcap. <laughs> Like, no. sir, I don't think that would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could sit in a corner and watch, though, because I'm doing that anyway. That's where the camera comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but uh but yeah so they're inside the room and of course the power's out for whatever you know whatever it's rained it rained yeah there's no yeah. power and but they still have the fireplace and of course an axe right there next to the fireplace because mm-hmm. you never know when you need to cut your own wood in a hotel room well right? hotel right. rooms always make you go cut your own wood everyone knows that steve um i'm sorry and my luxury shag hotel <laughs> shag shack you might say we cut the wood for you well that's like an upgrade i'm pretty sure we so. also don't have fireplaces for many 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 right. reasons right oh or hot tubs mm. <laughs> we don't even have a pool Spoiler. Or windows that open yeah nobody yeah. wants the windows that open oh yeah, yeah we don't even have that yeah mm. can't be trusted the, the windows that open like an inch Oh, y'all, I stayed in a hotel with my sister like two weekends ago, and it's a high-rise over uh, Houston's Galleria area, so it's like high-rise, kind of posh, whatever, and you go and you open the blinds, and there's there's like a slider door, like a balcony door, but there's no balcony, and (laughs) it's just like still there. Somebody will just like, fuck it, we'll just weld it shut, like, whoa, why? (laughs) Just in case you're really over it, so... (laughs) <laughs> yep yeah well, fun stuff uh where were we oh yeah so they're in the room and harriet's like charlie i have something very important to tell you no 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 i've been married before nope, nope. yeah i know all about your other he's like i got this i know it and then they like struggle and fight a little bit and basically charlie ends up locking her in the closet he's like no charlie no no don't do this don't leave me that's but what then, she's thinking. Because, again, she has no idea what the fuck his problem is. Yeah, right? You're going to leave <laughs> like, me. No, no, Something's wrong with me. I'm cursed. They all leave me. But then uh, Charlie goes to the phone to see if they're working again. He's like, wait, there's a note here. From Sorry me. I had to leave you. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Sign Charlie? I didn't write this. Look out! It's Rose <laughs> with an axe! <laughs> Just I like that she's got the, the raincoat on so she doesn't get any of the gore on her. It's very Christian Bale and yeah. American Psycho. <laughs> Absolutely. And then she's like, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> <And> <laughs> Look at my font. It's perfect. It's blood on bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they they start fighting, and well, Charlie's really just like dodging the axe as one right. would. Um, but then he uh, goes out out the window and onto the roof in the rain, and I'm like, or you why could go you out the go door, for the right? door, right? Yeah. Like, why would the <laughs> like, window be the good option? That sounds start terrible. screaming through the hotel. There's a crazy bitch with an axe in my room. Oh, They're like, oh, though, I remember my fair, first honeymoon. He- he yeah, probably lives on a roof anyway, so maybe he's just more comfortable there. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. He doesn't oh. seem to have an indoor home, so, you know. Oh, so they're they're chasing up there on the roof, and then Tony finally is able to, like, break into the room, and he gets there, and he sees Harriet locked in the closet. <laughs> and I love <laughs> the scene where he's, like, interrogating her. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Whack. above, you hear, like, Whack. the axe hacks, and Charlie's like, ah! He's like, all right, one more time from one the top. One more time. <laughs> She's like, he's on the roof. He's on the right there. That right there. That noise right there. He's on the roof. Like he's like, yeah. Let's start from the top. <laughs> <laughs> we can either sell this here, or we can settle this downtown. <laughs> By the way, I feel like this is the most realistic police yeah. interrogation <laughs> yeah. I've ever yes. seen in a movie. Yeah. You know, we can't do anything until you've actually been murdered. So. Right. Right. Until then, you're just playing chase. Just 
We don't know what you're doing. It could be a game. We can't interfere with any of it. Yeah. I mean, you could just be faking it or you could just be asking for it. But what were you wearing? What was he wearing? He was definitely asking for it. <laughs> I feel like this conversation totally. has taken a turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but oh yeah, so there's a scene where like Charlie's like hanging by his fingertips. I think that's when that's all going down. But then he like gets up and like escapes, and like the cops show up, and but there's one last struggle on the roof between him and Rose, <laughs> and then they exchange kicks to the nuts. That was the best. One is slightly more effective than the other. It's like a yeah. Pokemon fight. Pretty I'm much. sorry, that would that would still hurt like shit. So well, of course. But, oh yeah. yeah, movies and media do not uh, do not realize how sensitive lady bits are. That's true. I'm assuming it's because they've never actually found lady bits. <laughs> right, <laughs> they've never seen them before. It's a myth. What is this witchcraft? <laughs> What's happening? Look, ladies. Even if there were <laughs> such a thing as a wet ass pussy. I- <laughs> Steve, (laughs) don't even pretend you don't. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, so they struggle and then, uh, oh yeah, uh, like Rose ends up like hanging off the edge of the building, you know, in the rain, of course. Uh, Charlie's there like holding her like, oh, I don't want you to drop it. I'd be like, yeah, I kind of want you to drop. I know. So my dad was like, why didn't you just push her off when she was struggling with the axe? I'm like, because that would be murder. I mean, like, no, no. I mean, she's chasing him. I was like, "Mm, at that point, she's stuck on the roof. So I don't think you can count it anymore. I'd be pulling the uh, old Batman. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to help you. (laughs) That's very Aquaman as well. You got yourself into this. You asked the sea for mercy, motherfucker. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but then uh luckily tony shows up and helps Brit pull her in and uh drives her off in a cop car and uh but she looks so happy doesn't she yeah, She's well, like, oh, la, 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 la. she reminds me of king george and hamilton when he just goes insane it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes off to become the joker mm-hmm. she's like i've got to go take a job on a boat uh so then uh, we get a nice little epilogue via poem <laughs> Everybody's happily ever after. There she goes. <laughs> there, there she goes again. again. <laughs> Roll credits. For ladies a long time, yeah. Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> uh, but ladies and gentlemen, so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> Liz, would you recommend this movie? I assume so since you did. I but. did. I have. And I will continue to. Yes. Yes, Excellent. yes. Babe, how about you? Oh, absolutely. This yeah. movie is great and severely underrated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Watch it a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll take a quick commercial break. <gasps> when we come back, mm-hmm. we have more beer, <gasps> a lot of fun facts, Woo! and what we learn <gasps> from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, 
What were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking? You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. Hey, everybody, this is Jason. And Jeff. And Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man... Or zombies, or dragons, or zombie dragons? I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh god, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to... Interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is... On Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little appropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that I've added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. Yeah, definitely check out those nerdy bitches. Yeah. I've heard they're good. I don't know. I, heard, <laughs> I hear good things. <laughs> I've heard some stuff, yeah. Now part of the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org. This is the spot. They're sponsors. Get them the money. <laughs> right. Just that castaways party. We just all moved to Age of Radio. We're like, there we <laughs> pretty <go>. much. <laughs> <laughs> Steve and I were talking about that. Like, yeah, I think you just uh, listened to an episode, looked up hashtag castaways, and went ahead and invited everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I, I would say that the the cold open I got from them was a little like, so are you interested in joining? I'm like, that that's it. That's where we start. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right there, sure. I don't who, know who you. You, you don't know me. Yeah. We've never talked. No one's invited me. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That's all right. Steve's was, you know, I applied for this like three years ago, and you never even responded. <laughs> well, well, I think I just you now. Yeah, I friended that, or I I followed them on on Facebook, or no, I followed them on Twitter, and it was just like 
boom, auto. You want to be in? I'm like, okay, that's sure. <laughs> yeah, so a, a very extensive application process. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I'm a little thirsty. I don't know about. I'm a little two. sober. Oh, well, mm. luckily we got something to help out with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from Founders Brewing, we have. Founders? Fa- founders? Founders. Founders Brewing. <laughs> Founders. He's had he's had a little bit, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have their dirty bastard Scotch style ale. Yeah. Eight point five percent alcohol by volume. Fuck Ooh. yeah. Let me why pop my top. Oh, my top. Nice. And the pour. Ooh. Yeah, this is a lightly cloudy, nice dark brown beer. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's boozy. That smells like bourbon right off oh. the nose. It's got a light khaki colored head with lots of tiny fine bubbles that are mm-hmm. dissipating quickly. I'm going to guess due to the alcohol content. Mm. Steve's you would be right. Sip. This is delicious and roasty <laughs> and it's got mm-hmm. like that, that peat moss kind of taste to it. Yeah, it's got that smoky peat to it. Yeah, delightful. And of course, that bourbon burn. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, dirty bastard. Mm-mm-mm. Right, dirty bastard? Yep, dirty bastard. Not the old dirty bastard, the new dirty <laughs> Right, bastard. I was saying. Hmm. <laughs> Delicious. Man. From Founders Brewing. Not Frounders? <laughs> Not Frounders. <laughs> He's to Frounders Brewing. Stupid, sexy Frounders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, would either of you ladies be interested in any fun facts? I like fun facts. Only if they're super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Oh, you're a look. All right. Ain't got no interesting tidbits here, those sons of bitches. That's right. <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier, this what is not a fresh movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Liz, any guesses how the critics thought on Rotten I, Tomatoes? I can't even imagine. I am so disappointed in all of these people. Like, what? <laughs> so good. This this is somebody's mom watched this with a stick up their ass. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, I was expecting a lot more slashing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was really hoping for more true crime. Is it true crime? And now we've said <laughs> that, so put it in your hashtags and you'll get a whole lot more downloads. Anyway. Um, yeah. uh, Hashtag true crime. Okay. So it's not fresh. So let's say 58 yeah i mean comedies always have a hard time especially like horror comedies because you get yeah you get all those like well i mean i didn't see any head crushing or entrails so it's not really a horror movie and then you get the other people like oh my god there was an axe it was so scary i didn't sleep for like three weeks i don't like it so scary um so i'm gonna say 32 54 percent with the critics but the audience score (gasps) 94 68 what like two out of three yeah that was the more surprising part like critics whatever fuck them you know it is because it's the new reviews there's going to be all this super Mm. woke people like i don't feel like this is an accurate portrayal of scottish legacy and so i was deeply offended for the people of scots i was gonna say rotten tomatoes wasn't around for like 25 years after this movie came out so it's probably a bunch of people who don't even know what Mike Myers is about and so maybe it would have been a different score altogether if this was done like 1994 I don't like it when the serial killer Mike Myers tries to do comedy he should just stick to slasher (laughs) movies yeah that's one of the when he first came on the scene or I first he first came into my bubble of knowledge I was like 
Michael Myers. Uh, the guy from Ray? Right? That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had the same thing. I was like, that's why you go by Mike right there. <laughs> so this is, so so you're guessing because they thought it was like a Halloween eight dot dot dot, you married an axe murderer. Right. <laughs> They're like, that's, oh, that's so just disappointing. When it goes from horror straight over into the sitcom where it come in with a slasher, but it's like, oh da 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 Yeah. Yes. Uh, made on a twenty million dollar budget. Worldwide gross, eleven point six. This is considered a floppity flop flop. Oh, that's oh, a shame. But everybody has seen it. Sell shop and just redo it and make a mint. Yeah, yeah, do it. Ahead of its <laughs> time, it was. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers' performance as Stuart McKenzie was based on the mannerisms of his own father. Mm-hmm. And uh, the male lead was originally written for Chevy Chase. Mm, not uh, surprising that time he did not time of the world so yeah fresh off uh memoirs of an invisible man yeah I can yep. see it. uh woody allen was also considered uh albert brooks and martin short uh were also on the short list uh, but they did not like the character i Wait. love both of them i love albert brooks he is underrated oh, yeah. for oh, sure so good y'all seen mother what a great movie oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah. It, basically everything albert brooks is involved with is mm-hmm. fantastic it's also got Debbie Reynolds, which is a delight. Uh, okay, here, here, here's a good one, guys. Sharon Stone was initially set to play the role of Harriet Michaels, but oh. <laughs> but wanted to perform a dual role and also play Rose. Oh, the studio denied her request, and she pulled out of the film altogether. I couldn't see her doing either of those things. She is Babe. not funny or layered in any way. She's just that weird sex kitten who murders people, like. That's where it ends. True, I, true. Like, but like against Mike Myers, I, I could see a Kim Basinger <laughs> doing it. Maybe Kim Basinger also turned down the role of Harriet Michaels. Oh, there you go. I, I was just thinking, you know, what Sharon Stone probably went to immediately after turning this down, the specialist. <laughs> That's true. I hear you can control your explosion. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like one of the best delivered percentage to absolute worst (laughs) lines in movie history Mm -hmm. she delivers it perfectly there's no other way you can deliver that line Mm -hmm. it's fucking trash uh mike myers extensively rewrote the script with writer neil malarkey an old friend from britain according to myers they changed the story in many of the comedic moments Robbie Fox was asked to consider a new set of credits that gave him a story by credit. Uh, he rejected the proposal and an arbitration. The Writers Guild decided that Fox would receive sole screenwriting credit. And fun fact, I had to look who uh, Neil Malarkey was. Uh, you may know him as the quartermaster clerk from the Austin Powers That's Not My Bag Baby scene. You know, <laughs> one book entitled Penis and Lodger Pumps, This Is My Bag Baby. That's him. <laughs> Uh, while shooting scenes in the butcher shop, Nancy Travis was distracted by Mike Myers' antics and accidentally caught off the tip of her middle finger on her left hand when chopping vegetables. That's why she's do. got the Band-Aid on her finger when yep. she pulls the rings out of uh, her powder box. Exactly. Mm. Um, nice catch. I didn't see that one. Well, I thought it was, uh, I just thought it was, I'm like, oh, that's clever that they gave her a Band-Aid and she's a butcher. Like, yeah, yeah. That no, she's sense. just a klutz. Yep. Yeah, apparently uh, she kept shouting, cut, 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 
uh, when she meant literally, although the crew initially thought she was just trying to stop them from shooting the scene. They're like, you're not the boss of me. Oh, you're bleeding. Sorry. <laughs> Nancy, you're please. You're not my real mom. By the way, her butcher shop. Liz, you used to live in San Francisco. Did you ever go to Molinari's? I've never been to San Francisco. Paul did. Paul lived in San Francisco. Yeah, okay. Been, well, no. there's an amazing, amazing salami master Molinari's. It's like a family-owned <laughs> shop. It's spectacular. I'm pretty sure that's what they where they shot Andor that uh, that uh, that her shop was designed to look like Molinari's. Yeah, like a little Italy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Salami Master sound like something somebody would put on a Tinder profile? I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. And see, Salami Ostra. And see, this is where I would be like, Nah, that's that's. That's not the appropriate salted meat. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm like very literally looking for like ground cured meats. <laughs> I think oh. a lot of butcher, butcher type phrases could turn into innuendo real quick. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes those salted meats. Uh, co-star Nancy Travis and producer Robert Freed married after the filming of this movie. Aww. Aww. Uh, the maroon Volkswagen Carmen Ghia convertible driven by Mike Myers is the same vehicle driven by Robert Redford in Sneakers, which was shot in San Francisco the previous year. Yay! Mm, that's a different kind of movie. Right? Carmen Ghias are adorable. <laughs> oh, oh, we watched Sneakers when we were living in San Francisco and we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this doesn't quite pan out. <laughs> You're like, was this actually filmed in Malaysia? I think it might have been. <laughs> Uh, the Poet's Corner Hotel scene, okay, here we go, was filmed at Dunsmire Estate. Does that sound familiar, babe? Dunsmire? What is or, that, or Dun- Dunsmire Estate? Where's Dunsmire? Well, that was also the location of Stacey Sutton's mansion in 1985 <gasps> James Bond movie, A View to a Kill. Yes! Yeah, that mansion in Oakland. Oh, yeah, however, the estate is located in Oakland, California, not north of San Francisco in the mountains as depicted in the movie. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they don't want people driving there and showing up. Nobody well, wants that. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> 40 miles off the, <laughs> the paved road. <laughs> well, Liz, Izzy, mm. what did we learn from So I Married an Axe Murderer? Uh, Liz, as our guest, would you like to go first? No. <laughs> Izzy, would you like to go first then? That I haven't done anything with my life. By 25, I should have owned my own butcher shop and had a palatial estate on the 37th floor of a San Francisco building. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I will say I have learned that I am putting way too much thought into a writing career and I should just go become a beatnik poem writer in uh, San Francisco and work for 30 minutes a day, 30 seconds a day even. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee shops are even bigger now than they were in 93, so it's got to make a little bit more money, right? Totally. That's the way things work. I mean, it worked for that Jack Kerouac guy. He lived a long and full life. Mm. (laughs) Hemingway, too, man. Happiness abounds. Lenny Bruce. uh, Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I learned that brutal is a very subjective word. Mm. (laughs) I learned that uh, guys are intimidated by women with diverse interests. I learned that you probably don't need to speak Russian to chew out sailors that are catcalling you. So. <laughs> mm, just chew out those salty seamen. Uh, I learned they that... just came from meats of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not beats of the world. <laughs> I learned we need a beats of the world. Make it happen, everybody. Yes! Beats, 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 beats of the world by, by Dre. Dre. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, I also learned some police captains can be quite concerned and, you know, very, (laughs) very supportive. (laughs) Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I understand you also have a podcast. I do. I do. We we started one um, a few six years ago. It was amazing. Uh, Yeah. So Snurdy Bitches podcast. I podcast with my friend Heather we've been friends for decades it seems like actually it has been and we we've started this whole podcast and we talk about pop culture and nerd stuff and lady stuff and all the fun stuff and we like to come on everything I learned from movies every once in a while and talk about the goot with you guys yeah Yeah. oh that's right there's no goot in this movie I know we need more goot Mike Myers is replaced with the goot Ooh. Mm -hmm. the beatnik poetry gets super weird what if, what if Tony was the goot? It would make sense, police academy. Yes. Right? yes. Oh, shut it. Got it. Oh shit! You know what it was? The goot was the captain of the boat heading out to Al- Alcatraz. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's true. That's true. what happened. Mahoney <laughs> commandeered the boat because he, Tony's never done it before because his captains never taught him how to do it. So <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I used to work with dolphins. Follow me." <laughs> <laughs> Look at my dog. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me just about anywhere at Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Go check out my shop. Get your holiday shopping done. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we're at Everything I Learned from Movies on all the major podcatchers. Every single one of them. Thanks, Age of Radio. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at E-I-L-F Movies. That's Everything I Learned from Movies. So uh, we are also under all those places thanks to Age of Radio and uh, our own button-clicking abilities. And uh, you can find us under Nerdy Bitches all over the place. So Nerdy Bitches Pod at Twitter because some yeah. other nerdy bitch stole the name and never used it. Oh, oh what a nerdy bitch. bitch. Yeah, in fact, in fact, just check out hashtag Age of Radio and check out all the great shows that uh, that they're supporting. It's a nice little uh, nice little group of podcasts and quite a quite a variety. So, mm-hmm. a little something for everyone. And I guess uh, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I'm Liz. And this is everything, everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. There she goes. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs>